1: We are so glad to have you join us today Amen. for Jesus, the healer. Thank you for yes. taking the time to be with us. And I tell you what, the word makes all the difference. Oh, yes, yes. And so we, we believe God with you for answers yes. for your life. Amen. We believe in healing power that yes. flows for those of you who need healing. Amen. I tell you what, we release our faith oh, with yes. you yes. 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 so that you receive all that love provided for Amen. you. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've been taking the last several episodes in teaching on the healing ministry, excuse me, the healing miracles that happened under Jesus's earthly ministry. And I tell you what, it's been so rich for us. Yes. And um, when we study what he did, mm-hmm. then it helps us to know how to cooperate with him. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Right. And. So that we can learn, uh, be more skillful at receiving Mm -hmm. from him, but also in ministering healing to others who need it. Amen. And so we've looked at this passage in John chapter five, when Jesus went to the area, the pool of Bethesda, and there was five porches full of sick folk. Mm -hmm. And I mean, these were serious conditions, chronic conditions, and an angel would come down and deposit one measure of healing power and enough for one, Mm -hmm. because the first person that got in would be healed. The second person wouldn't. So uh, healing power is measurable mm-hmm. and it was enough for one that was deposited. The angel's not the healer, but they cooperate with healing power yes. mm-hmm. and they would just deposit that into the water. And so Jesus went to this scene because people were uh, gathered there waiting for that, that moving of the water so that they could step in. To be the first one to step in, it didn't even matter what your condition was. Mm -hmm. It says whatsoever condition, they were healed. Well, Jesus comes up to a man who had for 38 years been bedridden. Can you imagine 38 years of being bedridden? And uh, Jesus speaks the healing word and he raises up completely whole. Uh Jesus later finds him in the temple. And I want us to read together in John Mm -hmm. chapter 5 and verse 14. After this man was healed, we see something in verse 14. Afterward, Jesus, he found him in the temple and he said to him, behold, thou art made whole. Mm -hmm. But now comes some instructions on what to do now that you're whole. He said, sin no more lest a worse thing come unto thee so jesus is showing us something that if we persist in a lifestyle of mm-hmm. sin it will affect our health sure. even though we've received a miracle from god this man received a miracle mm-hmm. But even receiving a miracle, if we, uh, if we persist in a wrong lifestyle, it will affect our health. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yes. And it, it, Jesus said this, he said, even a worse thing will come mm. unto you. Not just even what you had, but the devil, when he comes back, uh-huh. he, he brings something worse than, than before yes. with yes. him. Yes. And uh, so we see this, that Jesus linked the man's lifestyle to his health. Wow. So we need to pay attention to that. That we live a lifestyle that is conducive to God, but shuts the door to the devil. Amen. Amen. And we're authorized and empowered to live a lifestyle that keeps the door closed to the devil, aren't we? Amen. Um, Healing, healing for the body comes through your spirit man. Yes. Anything, when God is dealing with us, he's a spirit and he deals with us Spirit to spirit, oh, yes. not spirit to flesh, spirit to mind, yes. spirit to spirit. So anything he has for our life comes through our spirit, flows out into our body, uh-huh. into the other arenas of our life. So that's why the spiritual condition that we hold is so important yes. that we be healthy and, uh, as we ought to be spiritually mm-hmm. yes. so that we don't have a hindered flow yeah. in our life. Yeah. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: And, uh, I I want to read to you something that Dad Hagen, and this has kind of been a a golden statement that we've taught in these series of of, of, uh, episodes. Dad Hagen made a statement, if you will get your spirit where it ought to be, your body will start responding. Now, let me say it to you again. If you will get your spirit where it ought to be, then your body will start responding. So we were looking and talking about what is it to have our spirit where where it ought to be? What would that mean? Well, what is God dealing with you about? Amen. God doesn't expect you to address everything all at once. You know, He'll spotlight in different seasons of your life and in different phases, uh, different places of your spiritual development, He'll spotlight different aspects of your life. And whatever he's dealing with us about, we need to pay attention to that because if we're not going to address what he's addressing, then we could very likely open the door to the devil. That's why he's addressing it so we'll keep the door closed to the enemy. Amen. And so many times people who need healing are trying to just deal with the symptoms, Mm -hmm. the body. But sometimes something may need to be addressed or adjusted spiritually in our hearts. I mean, in previous episodes, I talked about and gave different examples of that. and We don't have time to repeat those, but we need to make sure that we're dealing with what God is dealing with us about. Amen. And God's always dealing with us about something. Why? Because he's always trying, he's endeavoring to lead us into more. Amen. Um, I want to go with I want you to go with me to first Peter 224 and we want to look at this verse. We would recognize it as a healing verse, but let's look at all of it.
0: First
1: mm-hmm. um, Peter 2:24, who his own self look at this bear our sins mm-hmm. in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, aren't you glad to know you're dead to sins? What's that mean? That sin has no more dominion over you. It used to boss us around before we're born again, but no more. We have a right to answer and say, I'm not yielding to that anymore. I yield my body to God, not to sin. So he said, being dead to sins, that we should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So this verse reveals so much of our inheritance to us. Number 1, it reveals that we have dominion over sin. Mm-hmm. Number 2, it it reveals that he bore our sickness, that by his stripes we were healed. But it also in the sandwiched in the middle it says this that we should live under righteousness. So it shows us we're empowered to live a life of righteousness. Amen. What's righteousness? It means right with God. When we're right with God, it's going to show up in our manner of living. What we allow or permit in our own lives should be governed by that we are right with God. And we're going to, we're going to contend to live right with God. Amen. So, so many, so much of the time people don't always understand that their lifestyle is going to affect their health. And I'm not just talking about diet and exercise. I'm talking about the manner of living. <laughs> if they let offense in, that's going to affect their health. Oh, yeah. They let unforgiveness in, that's going to affect yeah. their health. Where do those things try to get into? To your heart. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And if we—that's what Dad Hagen was meaning. If we will make sure that our that our spirits are in order. Uh-huh that if we're, we're where we should be and ought to be spiritually, the body will start responding. The body will start straightening out. Yes. Now, we are empowered to live righteous because we have been made righteous, not because we earned it and not because we've done everything right, but because Jesus did everything right. Yes. Now, 1 uh, Corinthians, and I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, and this is the King James. It says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, we need to believe that. We are the temple of God because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost and the reason our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost is because our bodies are the place where our own spirit resides. And the Holy Spirit lives and abides within our spirit. I love what one minister said. Let me read this statement. He said, because, referring to this verse, because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, um, he says, it is important that the Holy Spirit is housed properly in an environment worthy of his greatness. We are repeatedly warned in the scriptures to maintain proper standards of living, catering to his preferences. Amen. Yeah, now, this is what Jesus was really saying to that man who had been raised up off that, off of his bed. Mm-hmm. He said, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. What was he saying? He was addressing his life, his manner of living. Yeah. And so because the Holy Spirit indwells us, we need to live mindful of that's him. Right. That's right. That we, we're going to live a life of righteousness because that's the proper way to, to host him. Yes. Uh, Another minister talked about this and referring to this, this scripture. I I appreciate it. He made this statement. He said, a dove is a skittish bird. And we know this, that a dove represents the Holy Spirit. Remember when John the Baptist saw when Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan, the Holy Spirit coming down on him in the form of a dove. Uh, And he make this minister makes this statement. A dove is a skittish bird. If a dove were to rest upon your shoulder and you wanted it to not leave, you would make every step very cautiously with that dove in mind. Don't do anything to frighten him that he would leave or to lift off of you. He said, we are not afraid that the Holy Spirit will leave us, but we have to be mindful we're hosting him and we're protecting his presence by every step we make. Isn't that good? When we host the presence of God, more gets done by accident than on purpose. You know, then we trying to do something on purpose. When he's there, it makes such a difference in life. Amen. So living a life of righteousness is the manner of living that properly hosts the Holy Spirit. That's why 1 Peter 2, 24, that his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should, should live unto righteousness. Why? That's the proper hosting. That's the proper environment. That's the proper way to house the Holy Spirit. A life of living right with God, Mm, doing right, being right, involved in right things, shunning things that aren't right. Amen. That's proper. Amen. 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 Um, If people don't make that connection sometimes they can struggle and struggle and struggle to receive healing, Mm -hmm. but to receive healing, we we have to address other aspects of our, of our life. It matters. Are we obeying God? Are we listening to him? Uh You see, we can't disregard the one who indwells us
0: Uh
1: and think we're going to receive the fullness of what belongs to Uh us. Uh We have to, it has to matter to us that he's pleased. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things I said, again, going back to what Brother Hagin said, and let me, let me find that statement and read it because it's so important to us. Dad Hagen said, if you will get your spirit where it ought to be, your body will start responding. Yeah. Um, and I made, and I, I've made this statement generally is what does it mean to get your spirit where it ought to be? What about this? As we said, just do whatever he's dealing with you about. Mm-hmm. Don't disregard that. But another thing that could take our make it to where our spirits aren't in order is when we're not feeding on the word yes. and not giving the word first place. Yes. Now that'll yeah. get our spiritual lives out of order. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what, what does Matthew six thirty three say? It says, "Seek ye first the kingdom yes. of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added Amen. to you." Uh-huh. That things will just begin to be added and fall into place whenever He's given first place.
0: Praise God.
1: Amen. So us not feeding on the Word and not giving the Word first place will take our spiritual life out of order because if He's not getting first place, the wrong thing is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, then we can look at this. Um, well, the Word tells us in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, My son, attend to my words. What's that mean? Put your attention on my words. Put them first. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them. Look at this and health to all their flesh. Now we're back to the body again. That when the word is given its proper attention, the body starts acting right. right. The body starts responding. So one way that our spiritual lives can get out of order or not be as they ought is when we're not giving the word first place yes, in God. our life. Amen. We're putting our opinion first. We're putting Amen. our will first. Amen. We're putting natural things first, not putting him and his yes. word first. Yes. Another thing that will cause our spiritual lives to not be in order is not exercising our faith. Absolutely. What we're doing with our faith, if we're neglecting it, if we're not exercising the faith that we have, that can take our spiritual life out of order. Why? Because yeah. we're conducting business with God based on faith. And if yeah. we're not using our faith, things are going to get out of order. Yeah. 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 Yes. Right? Amen. Another thing that could take our spiritual life out of order is this, just being negligent in our prayer life.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. The word tells us to pray. Mm-hmm. It says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now, when it's talking about praying always, it doesn't mean 24 hours a day. You're going to be eating sometime. (laughs) You're going to be conversing or at work sometime. It's talking about make it a lifestyle. That prayer is woven in throughout the daily functions and flow of your life. Amen. Just living in continual communion with God. If we neglect prayer, we're neglecting talking to the one uh, that... That, that we're hosting. Mm. Yeah. Amen. So prayer yeah. is an important part in the life of the believer. Sure and is. if we neglect that, our spiritual life gets out of order. Yeah. And then we struggle in other arenas because something's out of order. Yes. Amen. Yeah, amen. Uh, another thing that we could address that would take our spiritual life out of order is just not living full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yes. You know, not living full. We should uh-huh. be full of the Word, full of the Spirit. This is one of the outstanding features of the new new creature in Christ is that we are to live full. Praise God. Amen. Um, Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17 and 18. We're commanded to be filled. Did you know that? Ephesians 5 17 and 18 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And then he's going to tell us what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So we're commanded, be filled with the Spirit. The original actually reads this way, be being filled, denoting a continual experience. It's not about maintaining yesterday's fullness, it's about a fresh infilling every day. So we're con- we're commanded to be filled. Filled with the Word, filled with the Spirit. Yes. Why? Because when you're full of the right thing, there's no room for the wrong thing. Oh,
0: well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's Amen. Right. That's
1: the wrong cool. thing can only get in when there's less than fullness of the right yeah. thing. So really, fullness is a protection against the wrong yeah. thing getting okay. in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so not living as full as we ought wow. can take our life out of order. Mm-hmm. And then the body won't be responding right because things are out of order. Now look at this one. Another thing that could uh, make for a spiritual life that's out of order is what about this big one? Not walking in love. (laughs) That's the ringy dingy right there. That's a big one, right? Um, Because faith works by love. Mm -hmm. So when love is not being yielded to, then faith is, uh, is hindered. And no wonder things are going to get out of order. Uh, If we allow the wrong thing into our thought life, into our mouth, into our actions, what about bitterness, unforgiveness, ill will, Mm -hmm. um, strife? Mm -hmm. You know, some people, strife is a habit of their home. Mm -hmm. Strife is just simply a bad habit. habit. Complaining. It's a bad habit. Faith has no complaint. No, it does not. Um, Doubt and unbelief will complain, but not Mm -hmm. faith.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That doesn't mean that every circumstance is favorable, but faith doesn't focus on what isn't favorable. Mm -hmm. It's grateful for what it has. Uh, Remember when God's people were delivered out of Egypt? They were free. They had been in slavery for centuries. Uh And God set them free, and they came out complaining. Uh, it came out. Why did you bring us out here in the wilderness to die? I wish we'd have died in Egypt by the flesh pots of Egypt. If we had had food, we had food in Egypt. We don't have food out there. Yeah, but the food you had in Egypt wasn't yours. Uh, yeah. You were a slave. Yeah. Yeah. That was another man's food you're eating. Another man's clothes you're wearing because you didn't belong to you and God set them free. And they came out complaining about they didn't have certain foods and uh, complaining about this, complaining about that. And in the midst of complaint, all these venomous serpents came in and bit, and like a quarter of a million of them died in one day. One day. But see, what happened complaining, and I I made this statement in our house, and this is what we would always say, the gripers get the vipers. Uh, because they complained those snakes came in. God did not send them in, but it showed what God was protecting them from all along. And when they complained, the protection, the protection was gone. And those snakes came in and bit them all. I'm just saying that complaint is a bad habit. And these are the things that will take our spiritual life out of order because faith does not thrive in an atmosphere of complaint, in an atmosphere of strife, in an atmosphere of fear and worry and complaint, you know, bitterness, unforgiveness, all of these things. Love is a protection to keep us in the right flow because it keeps the door closed to the wrong thing. Amen. Amen. Um, Then a a like thing of this is what will take our spiritual life out of order is letting fear, worry, and doubt in. And you know, the thing is that some people have grown up in a lifestyle of fear Mm -hmm. that to them, it's just normal. They don't even recognize the danger of it because to them, it's just a way of living. But it's not the life that God's authored for His children. Fear is a spirit we have total authority over. Learn to recognize when fear is acting, when fear is flowing, when fear is manifesting, because it'll show up as depression, it'll show up as anxiety, it'll show up as panic, it'll show up as worry. All of these outflows of fear. Amen. Then we have this one. veering from the plan of God for your life will take your spiritual life out of order. Yeah, it'll take your spiritual life out of order. And when our spiritual life is out of order, it's very difficult to receive what we need. Amen. Amen. Um, God said to me years ago, He said, make my people to know that long life is connected to my plan. When we veer from His plan, we veer from long life. But when we stay with His plan, we stay in the flow of long life. It needs to matter to us what's the plan of God for our life. He'll reveal it to Amen. us. He'll show it to us. And it's, it's our privilege to walk it out. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that will cause our spiritual lives to be out of order is just being unwilling or disobedient to, to God. Right. We know something is planned. We go, nope, not going to do that. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in keeping with the previous thing, but we have to realize His will is our place of protection. Amen. Yes. Yes. And then we know this thing uh, uh, too, that lacking in moral excellence mm-hmm will take our spiritual life off course. Yeah. I want you to look at Second Peter in chapter 1 and looking at verse 5. He's talking about, um, Peter is talking about partaking of the promises of God. And then he says in Second Peter chapter 1 verse 5, he said, Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Now, in other places, in other scriptures, the word virtue means power. But in this verse, it doesn't mean power. It means moral excellence. Mm-hmm. Add to your faith moral excellence. Why? We can't have a strong faith when we're not, more, not walking morally in line with the word. And I'm talking about what the Bible calls moral, not what the government calls moral. Yeah. Not what society calls moral. Yeah. Because we don't take our standard and cues from the world. We take it from the Word. Amen. Amen. And so it says in verse 5, it said, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and add to virtue knowledge. What's that mean? A renewed mind. Mm -hmm. Renewing your mind with the Word. uh, Verse 6, And add to knowledge temperance, Mm -hmm. Mm self-control. Right? And add to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness or godlikeness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. So these these are companions to our faith. Mm-hmm. So we need to note that these things must be given place in our Amen. life. Amen. I said they must be given Amen. place right. in our Amen. life. Amen. Uh, again, Brother Hagen makes this statement that when our spiritual life, is as it ought to be, Mm -hmm. our body will start responding. We're interested in receiving what God has. That means we have to be interested in how we're conducting our spiritual life so that our body can receive without hindrance what it needs. Amen. I tell you what, it's such an honor for us to get to come and minister these truths to you. And uh, the reason we're here, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, invites us and sows this seed into this ministry. And I I just so appreciate their generosity to us. And I would ask you that if this channel feeds your life, and I know it does, if this broadcast feeds your life in some way, if you're not already, we ask you to pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I tell you, they do so much to to further what God's doing in the body of Christ and in the earth. Amen. And so we appreciate it. And so you can go to kcm.org and you can get more information about becoming a partner. And you can also sign up to be a partner there. And uh, we've been ministering to you out of our book called The Healer Divine. And we invite you to get hold of your copy. You can do that by going to our website at defrainministries.org. Let us know that you want your copy because you've got to hear these things over and over and over. Amen. And and uh, when you go to that website and order it, we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit Dufresne In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your own faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has made you to be. Order this book now at Ministries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Richard Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at defraimeministries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message.